Alright everybody, so this week we're going to take a trip back in time to 1989. The director of choice is Tim Burton, and the movie can be figured out with just two simple words. I'm Batman. Yes, the Batman as Michael Keaton with Jack Nicholson as the Joker. My favorite combination of the entire Batman series, Dark Knight included. Wait till they get a load of me. That's right, so if you're a Batman fan just as I am, don't you dare turn this podcast off. Same bat time, same bat channel. Let's get to it. Welcome back to the podcast Retro Life for You. My name is Chris Adams, host of the show. And this week here we have Mr. Travis Rollins. Quote, I the am nerd. the terror that flaps in the night. Yeah, quote, the nerd who laughs, it says. The here. nerd who laughs. Uh, Rollins. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's the wrong show too. Not that's right, not quite as much of a joker laugh as we're gonna be discussing today. I got it, I got it. Because he was on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Scooby Doo was on the show. No, uh, Batman was on Scooby Doo. Because I started that sure sound like Scooby Doo, uh, and it was Scooby Doo. Batman was on Scooby Doo. Yes, the old Scooby Doo cartoon movies. I think they called them. Mm-hmm. Those were always fun to watch. Different celebrities showing up each week. I think uh, the bat they had Batman and Robin on for two different episodes. Yeah, they were on a little bit, yeah. Yeah. It's funny, though. Of all the celebrities for the Scooby-Doo movies, do you know who was on the most? Dick Clark. The Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, yeah. They almost had, like, their whole... They, they could have done, like, an entire season. I mean, they had, like, three or four with them. But, you know, they're nowhere near as cool, though, was what we're talking about today. No. So, today we're going to pick up and we're talking about... Batman from 1989. We're talking about the initial Batman movie that kind of started it all for us. Michael Keaton is Batman. Okay? I'm Batman. A lot of people want to argue this and they say he's not the best Batman. But they're wrong. Yeah, that's it. That's not even a matter of opinion. I mean, if he wasn't the best Batman, then why is he on the new Flash movie playing Batman? I I get it. Flash is going back in time. But you could have went back to another time and had a different Batman that played it before. But no, they chose Michael Keaton. The best Batman. That's right. The best. Uh, tell us, Travis, if you will. I believe you got the information pulled up. Tell us about the box office on this. When it came out, what it made, and all that good stuff. Yeah, so in 1989, when they Tim Burton filmed this movie, it was a $35 million estimated budget. Opening weekend, we returned just under 5 million on that at 40 million four hundred eighty nine thousand seven hundred and forty six that's us and canada only so that's that's not too bad but then the gross in us and canada is 251 million and the gross in change and the gross worldwide was 411 million five hundred sixty nine thousand etc 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 i would say that's a pretty good uh that's a pretty good return i would think Good haul for sure, no doubt. I mean, and and you know, the being the first one of its kind, kind of. I'm trying to remember 
back in 89 when this came out. I don't think we really had any of the others yet, had we? I mean, other than Superman back no, in 78. We had, couple of little, we had those couple of little weirdo Spider-Man movies that were, were kind of trashy. I remember but, watching. But were those, the ones that were, the, were those the ones on television? Or are you talking about yeah, like the, the made for TV movies that I remember Yes, exactly. Watching. Those are crazy. like wearing pajamas. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that, was, that was a TV show. It was uh, actually, actually it started out with a little bit on the electric company. Yeah, and then it went to its own TV show, and it was kind of cheesy. I remember watching it as a kid some, uh, but then you know we had a couple of those TV movies, just like we had a TV Captain America, which was kind of crazy. The only best, the only good TV stuff we had was The Incredible Hulk, which was awesome. Yes, it was. That was pretty yeah, we cool. Had Lou Ferrigno. We didn't. Lou... We didn't need CGI. No, we had Lou Ferrigno. He was already <laughs> huge. But I, I think Batman yeah, though in '89 was, the first. was pretty much the only thing we had at the time. Christopher yeah. Reeves Superman, as far as block uh, box office is concerned. Right, and we went all the way with Christopher Reeve up until what year? There was Superman for the Quest for Peace. I forget what year that came out in. Mid-80s? Ooh, yeah, maybe. I'd say because 70, 78. I which one that one would be. 78 was the first one. Two was in either 79 or 80. Three came out around 82, 83. So I'd say probably around 85, 86. Yeah. If I was guessing, I, I'm not looking at anything for sure, but I mean, if I was just taking a wild stab at it, I would say that. I would say, I, matter, I would matter, say you're probably not very far off. I mean, matter of fact, I can actually tell you it's not that tough to do. Superman 4. Superman uh, four actually, 1987. 1987. Okay. Yeah, Christopher Reeve was in that one. Gene Hackman still four. comprising Is that the one where the, where the, the other... People from Krypton came down. The guy with the beard. No, that was two where Zod came down. Uh, four is Zod? where, yeah, the General Zod. Four is where Gene Hackman got a, a, a something. I think it was like a piece of Superman's hair that was on display at some museum or something, and created somebody they called Nuclear Man to uh, take okay. on Superman. It was it, it was not the best of Superman movies at all. Trust me. So. If you don't right. remember seeing it, one and two are the best, but two being the absolute best, I believe, in my opinion. But yeah. uh, Batman, though, I believe, uh, since this was the first one other than Superman, Batman really started off, a, I'd say, a big deal or a big thing. Because we had, other than Batman, we had, what was it just called Batman 2 with Danny DeVito playing the Penguin? Or was it Batman, Batman Returns? Returns. Batman, Batman Returns. Then you had we Batman, Batman and Robin. Batman Returns. No, you have Batman Forever. Batman Forever. Batman, for okay. Batman Forever was in '95, and then Batman and Robin was in '97, and then we had a okay. hiatus until Batman Begins. Okay, and then that starts the Dark Knight series. Right. Yeah. Okay, because the ones previous, I don't think were really displaying the Dark Knight. It was more just you know, crime fighting Batman. It wasn't like a dark. Yeah, and then it got a, it got a little crazy. Because, you know, so we're missing one somewhere. Hold on. No, Clooney was only Batman once, right? Keaton was Batman. Twice. And you had and Val, Val Kilmer, Kilmer and then Clooney. And then Clooney. Yeah. Once a piece on them. Okay, yeah. So Val was in Batman Forever. And then Clooney was Batman and Robin. All right. So, and then the. Makes sense. So, like I said, started a whole new thing for us. So we can really, if you think about it, a lot of people say we can thank Christopher Reeve and Superman for starting us off. But I mean, that was the only thing we had at the time that was really popular was Superman. 
until they started bringing Batman around. But Batman started really bringing more and more things out. You had get Blade, which was yeah. actually you know Blade for me. For me, is Blade. We had Batman, but you know Batman and Superman were our two. That that was our and they were our staples. You know. You know, since we're talking about the two of them, did you see that our article several weeks ago that said they? Kind of confirmed in the comic book world, anyway, that the '78 Superman and the '89 Batman are of the same multiverse. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And I like the guy that played in the suit, the original, the original 2000s Superman reboot. I can't remember the guy's name, but I thought he looked a lot like Christopher Reeves. I, I enjoyed that iteration of Superman. Oh, was that uh, Brandon Routh? I think so. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. It was like the first, like, when they brought it back, they shot him in the eye with the bullet. That was so cool. Yeah, Br- Brandon Routh was the one that did it first. Uh, yeah, before Henry Cavill. Yeah. Henry was perfect, though. Matter of fact, in, uh, they brought Brandon Routh into uh, the Arrow TV show, and whenever they had the version, uh, I think it was called Elseworlds, the crossover event, mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Routh reprised his role as Superman from a different uh, multiverse, as oh, well as playing the Atom. And the one he was already a part of. Oh wow, that's crazy. So, yeah, yeah and see, it was, see, after during that time though, you know, when we had Batman going strong, um, there may have been a couple of things that came out, you know, off the wall, but we didn't have any real comic heroes come out. And then when uh, Spawn hit, mm-hmm. like I fell in love. And then Blade, Spawn was, Spawn was ninety seven, and Blade was ninety eight, I think. And so you had one right after the other. And even though as much as I love Spawn and as much as I love Michael Jai White, dude, Blade, I have never went to I've never went to the movies seven times to see a movie. Blade, <laughs> I went to the movies and paid to see that movie seven different times. The the first Blade when it came out was something else. It was pretty awesome. Incredible. Almost as incredible as Michael Keaton as Batman. But not, you know, as good. Just almost, almost. Michael Keaton too, man. Michael Keaton is just one of my favorite actors. Period. Well, I said we would talk about this, and we got to the uh, the actors on the movie. Let's get to that for a second here. We had Michael Keaton playing Batman. We have what arguably people say was the best Joker in Jack Nicholson. Well, we'll get yeah. on that. In the, we'll get to that in a few minutes. Uh, Kim Basinger is Vicky Vale. Robert Wool is Alexander Knox, the reporter. Harvey Dent was played by Billy D. Williams. Later on, he was replaced as, uh, obviously, I guess, aging. And, of course, this is the Dark Knight series later on as yeah. well. Uh, Jack Palance is as Grissom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat Hingle is the Commissioner Gordon. I don't remember if uh, Michael, is it Go or Michael Gow? Go, Guff? G- uh, Michael G-O-U-G-H. That's how you spell his G-O-U-G-H. last name. G-O-U-G-H. I would yes. think that's like Gaw. Right. Or, I mean, replace G with an R and it's rough. Oh, well, I mean, there you go. Maybe it's guff. I don't know. Tracy Walter. Be. Tracy Walter has been in a number of things. You don't know the name probably, but you know uh, the, you the Michael Go. Michael Go, who, or however you say it, uh, was our Alfred. He was yes, Alfred. He was Alfred, exactly. Now, like I said, Tracy Walter, you may not know this guy by name, but you know him by face when you see him. Uh, he played Bob Lagoon. Yeah. All right, but he's been in other uh, other movies over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in um, Aaron Brockovich. He was one of the the guys that was telling her all about the factory dumping stuff they should be dumping. Yeah. Um, man, 
I am drawing a blank. I'm going to click on his name. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I didn't want to do that. I wanted to sound like I was, oh, Conan the Destroyer. He was Conan uh, the Destroyer. Yeah, he was, he was Malik. Right, Malik. He was so he he was the character that was the comic relief that replaced the wizard from Conan the yeah. Barbarian. He was Cookie in City Slickers. He was in Repo Man. Oh, Cookie, dude! I just watched City Slickers like six months ago again. It's, that's a great movie as I love well. That movie. But uh, yeah, uh, he's he's got small parts in so many different things. He was in Reno Nine One One for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Did something about Ted Bundy. Uh, Nash Bridges on different TV appearances as well, like Nash Bridges. Uh, there's Aaron Brockovich, A Man on the Moon, well, Mighty you know, Joe Young. Um, you know, Robert Wool that played uh, Alexander Knox is kind of the same kind of guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know he his was, face uh, when you see him, but you don't really know it when you hear it exactly. Right. He was he was the one that was uh, kind of in Adrian Cronauer's corner in Good Morning Vietnam, kind of co-hosting with Adrian. Yeah. At the beginning. Yes. And. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in uh he was in Moonlighting, uh Flashdance, Batman of course, uh Bodyguard. Um he was he was hosting the Oscars in the Bodyguard. Uh he was in Blue Chips as Marty. And then what he's probably he's been in a lot of other stuff too, but what he's probably best known as is he was Arliss, dude. I don't yes. know if you ever watched Arliss. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was Arliss. I have not I completely forgot about that show. Yeah. Now the guy I just mentioned to you, also the no the movie you're gonna know him from yourself personally if you think about it. Other than Cookie, I mentioned earlier. Do you remember Beaver from Young Guns too? Yes, that yes. was him. That yes. was him as well. Heck yeah! So I mean, I mean, it's been in the movie's got some great, and we all know what Jack Palance. Speaking of Young Guns, yeah, well, you know he sold Aqua Velva. Oh, he's old, <laughs> cool, refreshing, refreshing. <laughs> Aqua. <laughs> you can't even finish it. <laughs> Come on. Aqua he had that breathe, man. He was like he was like uh he was like Darth Vader on his breathing apparatus or something. Uh, uh, something <laughs> like he needed it. Yeah. Philip Tan played one of the goons. Philip Tan's been in an extra in a lot of movies, and it's mm-hmm. usually something to do with like uh an Asian gang of some sort or uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was okay. This dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Philip Tan. I, he was a yakuza. He was a main yeah. character in something I watched not not real long ago. I swear. Uh, Bullet Train. It was Bullet Train, the new movie with um, uh, Brad Pitt. Uh, Brad Pitt in it. Yeah, yeah. He was. Where is he at? Uh, well, it's it's showing him. It's crediting in him, but I'm not seeing his character in here. Anyway, I knew the face. That's what I. That's what I remembered it from right there, because I knew I'd just seen it recently. Right, and that's what I, that's the whole point I was making earlier. There's a lot of faces in here that you know, but you may not know their names. But you've seen them in so many things because they're good character actors. They've been in all kinds of TV shows and spots, different movies, supporting roles and stuff like that. Michael Keaton, Batman's not the only comic book character he has played. No. He also played in the recent Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland. He played the Vulture. He did. Oh, he he played on both sides. He was also in a movie that was, I thought it was really good. It gets made fun of some. But it's almost parody of the character of who he would have, I guess the character of Michael Keaton as Batman, but it's called Birdman. (laughs) 
and it's <laughs> it's it's kind of like you know down and out actor. It's like it's kind of him making fun of himself a little bit. Yeah, I have not heard of that one. I'm not. Is he the yeah. only person? I don't. I don't think he is. I think there's one other. But is he the only person to play in both a DC comic movie and a Marvel? Oh, surely not. Chris Evans has played two different characters, but both Marvel. Right. Uh, well, James Gunn, but he didn't play nobody. He just messed up the. <laughs> See, but he's he's not playing one of the superheroes. True. He Surely just... not. There's got to be. I'd have to sit down and really think about that. But I, off the top of my head, I could, like, that would be hard to. I'm not sure about that. I was just, I was just thinking to myself. I mean, I think he's the only one that I can think of that's done both DC and Marvel. Until we get Willem Dafoe to play the Joker, then he'll be if that, if that happens, yeah, that needs to happen. Needs Kim Basinger's been all over no, the movies. I know he's not because you know who I was thinking of—the guy no. that plays Jack Reacher. Okay, on the and you're talking about not in the like, not Tom Cruise in the movie, but the Amazon series. Yes, yeah, the good one. <laughs> so he played in he Teen was, Titans. Okay, he was in yeah he was in Titans as Hawk mm-hmm. and Dove, right? And then, right? no, no, he wasn't in Marvel. He was in Smallville as Aquaman. That was that's what I was thinking of. He played yeah. he played the Aquaman character in Smallville, or You're what right. would become Aquaman. You're right. So I, I, right now we'll go with Michael Keaton. If anybody's listening and you know anybody else has done it, let us know because we're, yeah. we're not entirely sure. That'd be something you could. It'd be a great comment to leave. I'll put a question up for it. Maybe you guys can answer that one and let that put it out there for us. Yeah, that would be a neat one. We we know Kim Basker's been all over the map when it comes to uh, movies. Nine and a half weeks. She's, everything from nine and a half weeks up to playing uh, Rabbit's Mom on 8 Mile. Right. Yeah, we got her here in getting Batman. All nasty with, getting all nasty with Mickey Rourke. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Dean Williams. That's Harvey Dent. Billy, Billy that's Dean Lando, Williams. man. That's Lando yeah. Calrissian. I, mean, I don't know who the hell. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's who we know Billy D. Williams as. We don't, I mean, well, that and the Colt 45 commercial. Colt 45. But I mean, the biggest thing he'd ever done that I know of was Lando Calrissian in the Star Wars series. Yeah. And that was a, a great character. Cloud City taking over, uh, jumping in. Ain't that what he was famous for? Didn't he sing or something? No. I know what you're thinking of, too. And if if he did, I know if he did sing, I don't know, but. A lot of people used to get him confused with Ray Parker Jr. singing Ghost. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, going back to uh, going back to real just real quick back to uh, Kim Basinger. If y'all hadn't seen it, it's like an adult version of Roger Rabbit. It's called Cool World. It's got her in it and uh, Brad Pitt when he was real young. It's an awesome, awesome movie. If you dig that kind of stuff, it's uh, kind of the same premise as not not really. They weren't anybody destroying tunes, but Brad Pitt was a detective and all, and Kim Basinger was a nightclub singer and then they bring her back to the real world but it was it was a really cool movie that she was in you said bring her back to the real world is it yeah they I brought her back like physical so she was a cartoon she was a tune. Oh, that's what that's what i'm asking start out as a cartoon yeah she started out as a tune okay because i have not seen was, the movie yeah oh it's cool you should go back and check it out cool yeah cool world's pretty awesome well let's go ahead and take a let's go ahead and get to the the meat of it here jack nicholson is a joker yeah, that's a deep um, I mean, I, I I was just telling Travis earlier. I watched uh, Batman earlier today, and 
partly yesterday and finished it today, but this is the first time I've watched the 1989 version of Batman in a long, long time. I had forgotten how good Jack Nicholson is as the Joker. A lot of people make the argument, they say that uh, Heath Ledger is the one and only Joker. I feel like that's a generational thing. Heath Ledger was brilliant and he was amazing. But there's also a thing I feel about it that you can't play, you know, I feel like if you're going to, if you're going to be Batman, Batman is kind of Batman, you know, but the Joker, if you're going to follow anyone who's done the Joker before, you have to do it differently. I saw a a thing one time, I I guess it was like a meme. It was kind of like a chart where Mm -hmm. it's got, it's got, the psychot the uh the psychotic one the crazy one the uh sociopath the so like jared leto's was the sociopath you know so it's got all the different actual uh uh mental disorders (laughs) that that each joker each person who played the joker had it was a really neat thing you know the original joker cesar romero was not bad in the tv series no absolutely he, he, he played it really well he played just a very comical kind of Joker. He was always high-stepping everywhere he went, it seemed like. And Jack Nicholson seemed to kind of pick up on that version of it, I, th- I thought, as well. Because he uh, he's doing crazy stuff like that and acting a little silly and goofy, but then gets serious on a note and says funny things, like I mentioned to you earlier, where he's dancing around with Vicky Bale, and he goes, ah, oh, yes, the beauty and the beast. And if anybody else calls you beast, I'll rip their lungs out. Right. You know? I mean, the little little subtle funny stuff like he uh at the, also while he's dancing with her i think it's when he's dancing with her uh no it's just, that, that's not the part uh she's hanging on the ledge where they thought they had he had fallen off the side and they peer over and he landed on the ledge and he pulls both of them over and he reaches down to her and says let me give you a hand and she grabs it and the whole hand falls out of his sleeve it was a fake right. hand there the whole time Little subtle things like that he does throughout it. It's just funny to me. It, it just made me laugh. It is. He he was brilliant in it. I, I found the the photo I was talking about. One of them. It's kind of like it says the prankster, the gangster, the sociopath, the lunatic, the anarchist, the sadist, the maniac, the psychopath. So it's like is it's got each one of them, and it's a, it's honest to God. It's a pretty clear. It's pretty pretty spot on as to if you look at the way that they are. What is your favorite thing? That you've seen Jack Nicholson in. Ooh, really? Hey, favorite movie. I mean, we're talking about Batman, obviously, and then playing the Joker, but we've mentioned everybody else's other movies they've been in. What's your favorite Nicholson movie? Man, honestly, dude, it's gonna have to be mm, my mine. I, I got it's gonna be a toss up, but I got a three way tie. Yeah, it's hard to pick one for sure. I got a three way tie. 100%. I, got, I got about two, but go ahead. Okay. Okay, mine's gonna be. Oh, that's hard, man. That's hard. I'm gonna say the. I'm gonna say Jack and The Shining. And um, my number two, I'm gonna just edge out. Uh, One flew over the cuckoo's nest for the witches of Eastwick. Okay, it's Daryl Van Horn in the Witches of Eastwick. He plays the played the devil in that. I remember watching that as man. I watched that. Not, I watched that uh, last year as well again for the first time since I was a preteen with my mom. And that, that movie's that movie is just great. It's so funny. Oh, he was good in a few good men too. And See, Wolf, I really liked Wolf. Yeah. 
So, I mean, dude, I don't know. I, I've I'm going to go with them. The Joker, the Joker, which is the Eastwick, and the Shining. So, I, I've got I've got two. Uh, he's not the main star of the first one, which you brought up already, A few Good Men. He's one of the main stars. But, I mean, it's not like it focuses merely on him. When I think of the main stars of that movie, I think of Tom Cruise. I think of Demi Moore and yeah. Ed Jack Nicholson, the three of them. But it's more or less a Tom Cruise relevant movie, I think, when you're talking about it. Because he's the, the main character being the lawyer defending the guys and trying to find out the, the truth of what's going on. But Jack Nicholson stole the movie with his speech at the end of it on the stand. Oh, 100%. When he's talking he about stole- he still any movie he's in. Yeah. And then the other one for me, I'm trying to think. I think it's called The Departed. Oh, my God. I forgot about that one. With I mean, how can you, and, yeah. How could you forget oh, about The Departed? Dude. That was an incredible movie. That it was movie full was of names, good. man. Full of names. Yeah, it was star-studded. And it had so many twists and turns. It just kept you messed up. Yeah, you and could. Remember, remember, too, though. Remember, too, though. We got to bow down because Jack is the easy rider. <laughs> easy rider he was in the he was the, he's he's the easy rider uh, he had a movie with helen Rogers. a movie with helen hunt that was pretty good as well as good as it gets that as was on the list yes as good as it gets i love him as buddy in anger management i'll start to say anger yeah, i was gonna say <laughs> anger management don't forget that one so i mean he's had some great stuff it's hard to pick a good one with him uh, the, a favorite one but he he did the joker just so well do you know who else was offered the role of the joker in that movie Oh, at the time I do not. I do not. I don't Robin know. Williams. Really, I'm glad they went with. I'm glad they went with who they went with because I feel like Robin would have took it too far to the goofy side. As much as Robin is my guy, it says Robin Williams offered the role of Joker when Jack Nicholson hesitated. He had even accepted the role when producers approached Nicholson again and told him Williams would take the part if he did not. So Nicholson took the role and Williams was released. Williams resented being used as bait and not only refused to play the Riddler in Batman Forever, but also refused to be involved in any Warner Brothers productions again until the studio apologized. He would have been great as the Riddler. I think so, too. But what kills me about that, though, is that the Riddler... The Riddler to me was more of he was more finesse in the comics, you know. So to to bring him straight out, goofy, funny, crazy. The Riddler was a genius. Yeah, Edward Edward Enigma was a genius, and the way that they did it, which we'll get to that movie further along in the series. Oh, hold, the hold, they, on, they, hold on, hold on. It, it, no, it wasn't Edward Enigma. It was just Edward Enigma. Edward Enigma, and he would, right. use Edward his, Enigma. he would use he would use his first initial. It would be Enigma. That's what it was. Enigma. Yeah. yeah. So the way that they did it with uh, Jim Carrey, which I, I love the way that they did it, but at the same time, I always felt like that the Riddler should have been more uh, the guy that played him on the Gotham series. The way he plays the Riddler is yes. that's to me that's the most true to the comics that I remember growing up reading. And I thought he did a good job, a good job of it. The, the Gotham TV series, if you guys have not watched it, is well worth the watch. Oh, and wow. my only my only regret of it is it only went for four seasons. Yeah, I could have I could have handled much much more of that, and it was as good as Alfred is the show Alfred. It was yeah. better than Alfred uh, yes. by a mile. Yes, and and the whole thing with it, you have a young Bruce Wayne. He's not even you know a, a, when it first starts, not even a teenager at this point, not an old teenager, older teenager. But his parents have just him, died. 
Yeah, and you see where eventually he befriends Selena Kyle, who becomes Catwoman later on. Mm-hmm. You see the younger version of Joker, but they don't call him Jack Napier. It's uh, just Jerome, I think, isn't it? Jerome, yeah. And and he was that kid is incredible, too. He plays on Shameless. Yes. And, uh, yeah, he was incredible. That was one of my favorite iterations of the Joker as well. They, everyone that they've done on there, um, even though I don't like her no more, <laughs> Will Smith's wife, <laughs> yeah, Play, playing uh, Fish Mooney. Hey, keep Will Smith's wife's name <laughs> out <right>. your mouth. <laughs> I'm gonna call her Fish Mooney. That's who she was, Fish Mooney. Yeah. yeah it, what What makes the show so great was it shows everybody's rise. It shows everybody. Be, it even has Solomon Grundy in it. Come on. Yes. But it it um it shows everybody coming up. So. So Gordon wasn't even, he was just a detective at the time. It right. shows him rising to captain. And, and, and really and truly, if you think about it, Gotham is more based on him than it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's totally, it's, it's about it's about Gordon. Yeah, so it's all about Jim Gordon and his partners and the police force in and fighting the crime at the times before it got so bad that you needed Batman to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and we had the supervillains. We, we still had the crime families. We, right. We and and although... Although we didn't have a super villain yet, who was the best villain on the series? Victor Zaz. Zaz. <laughs> and wasn't he? He was my pick to play Skeletor, wasn't he? Yes, he, was one, he was one of your picks for Skeletor. If you could have picked anybody else in Batman to play uh, the the Riddler other than Jim Carrey, who would you have picked? And let's Ooh. let's just eliminate Robin Williams because he turned it down and wouldn't do it. I wouldn't have liked it. I don't think I would. I don't think I want to see Robin Williams as a villain in my com any of my comics. I cannot think of a fitting place to put him. Um, I can't. So who would you put as the Riddler? Yeah. Man, now I can't get. Now I can't get. Uh, I had one person picked out. What's of his mind. name? Eddie. What's his name? The guy that the guy that played Zaz. No, I can't think of his um, his actual name. He would have been a good Riddler, though. I don't know. I think that guy, his sense of humor, he brings Anthony Anthony Kerrigan is his name. Uh, his his just his whole demeanor, man. That dude can do anything. I was just watching. Uh, I was telling you about it. The serial killer show with Bill Hader, where he don't want to be a. He, it's not a serial killer. He's a hitman, and he doesn't want to be a hitman anymore. Yeah, and man. Anthony Kerrigan plays one of the Russian mafia dudes in there. And he's like, Hey, God, he is so good. But, Oh man, my Riddler, I need, um, I would have to do some thinking about that off the top of my head. See, I've got messed up with, with Anthony Kerrigan. Now I think maybe, I think maybe the guy that played, um, number one on, the shoot what was the show where the alien came down and got the kids they, they had powers and he named one two three four based on their daggum um i am number four or something like that no 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 not that that's a that's a movie i'm thinking is this a this a netflix show the umbrella academy oh the umbrella okay. academy the guy that played on the umbrella academy um hang on and i will tell you his name yeah, I, I've, I've he's also been in a, he's been in a few other things since too. He's really really good dude. He's big though. See, that's the only thing that might throw me off is he's he's pretty buff. He's a pretty big fella. Uh, Tom Hopper is his name. Okay, he plays Luther Hardgreaves. 
I think if I was picking one person out to kind of play the role who's uh, of the same size and stature of Jim Carrey and even the guy that played Edward Nigma in Gotham, and he can play a peculiar role because he did in Charlie's Angels. Oh, now if I can go with the guy from Gotham, I would totally take him. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I think mean, he's my perfect Riddler. Well, I mean, technically you could if you want to. I mean, but yeah. the, the thing is, he wasn't really around at that time to play right. him. So we got to think more or less around that time. Oh, I'm so oh, okay. I know. Okay, then I want Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. Hey, <laughs> why not? <laughs> I mean, Robin Williams, Billy yeah, Crystal. Yeah, the number Billy Crystal, yeah. Crispin Glover. Ooh, ooh, that's a good one. Because I'm yeah. thinking, you know, George McFly from Back to the Future. I'm in 100% agreement with you. Did Charlie's Angels is the the weird guy that yanked the hair out and sniffed the hair? Yes, you know? that's when I think of Crispin Glover, that's the dude I think of. Yeah, the weird of his. I think of his character in in uh, Charlie's Angels, and I think he would make a perfect Riddler, and and in that time frame too, that would have been a good one. One of the things that I I really liked with this first Batman coming out is we get our first glimpse of a new modern day Batmobile. Now I've always been a fan of the original Batmobile from the TV series back in the day. Uh, But I mean, this is new and modernized and everything for what we had in the the, the late eighties. I like that. The fact they brought in the, the bat uh, jet and showed some of that as the, as the series into the moon. moon. Yeah, exactly. That was cool right there. It looks just like the bat symbol, but it was in front of the moon as the series went on and you got, Batman Returns and Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. They bring in more and more stuff like the Bat Cycle, yeah. the the Bat the, the boat. We you don't know. do the video no more, but that's why I was showing Chris earlier. I got the oh, Batman no. Forever. Oh Batman no, Bill. we don't be fooled, people. We got video, okay? Oh, but oh yeah, we got video, but we're not we're not live streaming like we used to. Right, but we are. We are gonna take the videos and put them up one day soon. <laughs> that, that's that's gonna happen eventually. <laughs> And then you can see Travis playing with his toys. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be a clip right there. Travis playing with his toys. Let's mark that down to 34 minute mark of the podcast. Travis plays (laughs) with Travis plays with toys. Travis plays with toys. There we go. And and he can see me right. He can see me right now. I'm y'all can't see me, but he can see me. I'm writing that down. 34. Minute mark Travis plays okay. with toys. I've got one to rival Christopher Go. I, I since I can't agree with you, I have to I have to have we have to have choices. Right. I've got one to rival Crispin Glover as the Riddler. Give it to me. I am stronger. I'm fe- I can't do see I can't do him. Malkovich, dude. I need John Malkovich. Ooh. I like John. Okay. Malkovich. I mean, you know what? I mean, I he's very versatile in what he does. I can give you that. And the way he talks and the way like he that, did Cyrus the Virus and Con Air, the way he did that character. Right. That kind of makes you think about something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he 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 can talk normal, he can be mean and vicious, he can be sarcastic, you know, like and he can be unbelievably um intellectual. Right. Uh, the movie that he was in with, with Matt Damon Rounders, where he played the the Ruski. Yeah. Dude, he was incredible in that. And then in uh, Man in the Iron Mask as Porthos. No, Porthos. Not Porthos. Um, darn it. He was the one that his son died. Uh, Porthos. Why is that the only musketeer I can remember now? There's Othelios. three of them. 
There's three of them. Porthos, Athelios, or Athos. Yeah, Porthos, Athos, D'Artagnan, and there was another. And the other one is the one he is. He wasn't Athos. Uh, or the, Porthos. The Porthos other, was the big one. The other Athos one was, was the priest. I, I think the other one was called Nougat. <laughs> no, Nougat. no, no. That's what's in the candy bar. My bad. <laughs> it's all three musketeers. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway. We're, we're getting way off topic and goofy here. Aramis. He was I, Aramis. Aramis, yes. Okay. It's, it's Porthos, Athos, Aramis, and D'Artagnan. And that's information that I did not know. Actually, I've seen the Three Musketeers, but I mean, I don't remember any of this stuff, though. And the Three Musketeers I saw was probably different than what you're talking about. I mean, I watched one with Oliver Platt in it and Kiefer Sutherland, Charlie Sheen. Yeah, that was the Three Musketeers. The Man in the Iron Mask is a much better movie. I hate to say it, but because at the time when it came out, it was it was you know Leonardo and all the girls wanted to just like oh, I'm not gonna. And then it was actually a really good movie. Yeah. Did um, what did you think about the um, the part? I mean, Harvey Dent didn't have a big role to play as you know the, the DA or anything. Well, see, the, okay, so this is the issue that I have with Billy D as Harvey Dent. Billy D is far too smooth to play Harvey Dent, man. Harvey was supposed to be, or no, 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 no. I'm thinking I'm wrong on that. I'm not thinking of Harvey Dent. Let me stop myself because that becomes two face. I'm, I was thinking of Sergeant Bullock. So I, I love Billy D as Harvey Dent. Actually, I would have liked to have seen how he would have handled the role, uh, formed into two face. I don't, well, I was about I, to say that because I was thinking of of Sergeant Bullock. Remember Sergeant Bullock? No, you don't remember Sergeant Bullock. He's huge in the shows. He was in the shows and then in Gotham, and then so when I saw that, I just thought of I thought of Bullock. I didn't even think of. I mean, I, I'll probably know it if I see if I go back and look and be like, oh, how can I forget the, that? But you know, Harvey was the uh, uh, the lawyer. The he was more than a lawyer. The what do they call it? The DA. Yeah, the DA. Yeah. No, I loved him as the DA then. Now, I don't know if you know about how much money people made making this movie, but I'm looking at uh-huh. something for Jack Nicholson. How much money do you think Jack Nicholson took home from making the movie? Jack, with a budget uh, of $35 million? Yeah, I think it's This is it. $5 million, million, $5 million. Jack Nicholson received a percentage of the gross on the film. Oh, Lord have mercy. He was smart. And due to his massive box office take, he took home around $60 million. Good God. When you're adjusting for inflation, this equals roughly to in 2022 to 143,359,355. Dude. See, he, <laughs> hey, hey, he was Robert Denny wow. Jr. before the Avengers got here. Because that's what uh, RDJ did in the Avengers. He wanted a percentage because he knew it was going to be huge. Dang. Is that not yeah. a ton of movie? Uh, Jack Nicholson also said of his role, the thing I like about the Joker is that his sense of humor is completely tasteless. He later said the Joker was one of his favorite roles he ever played. Yeah, yeah. But Jack's crazy like that. Jack, Jack's funny like that, man. He's weird. I mean, it, it's weird how he can be funny and humorous, but then nail the seriousness of something too. Because yeah. I, I always fall back to a few good men. And he with, can turn it on a dime. Right. I mean, and when you when you talk to a few good men, he's given the story of how you know you want me on that wall, you need me on that wall. 
and he's just spitting it all out just like that. I mean, he is so look intense and like he's dead serious about it. And they did that that one bit that he did mm-hmm. quite a few times until he was happy with how it sounded. He wanted to make sure he had it absolutely a hundred percent nailed. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. There's a there's a really cool uh, TikTok going around where Matt Damon is talking about doing the departed with Jack. And he said, you know what would be cool? He said, we could stop there. But if we, yeah, and he kept on just making this scene more and more and more. And they went with it. They're like, yeah, let's do Jack's ideas. And so he turned around. It was the scene where they were uh, by the shore with the body and killed the girl. I don't uh-huh. know. It's been a long time since I've seen it. But, um, but yeah, Jack is just in, in hearing other people talk about him. Um, he was actually something that we don't think of when we think of him. He's huge on improvisation too. So he would improv, he would ad lib a lot and improv a lot. A master, one of the masters. Michael Keaton was unable to hear while wearing the bat suit. He said that his claustrophobia helped him get him in the proper mood to play Batman too. He said, it made me go inward and that's how I wanted to play the character anyway. I want to be withdrawn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just uh, these little bits and pieces that that you end up reading on IMDb and online and stuff. I find a lot of this interesting, like people who miss the roles or turn down the roles, the little tidbits oh, yeah, behind absolutely. the scenes. That's like I I don't remember like when we were when we were talking to uh, the fabulous Mary Catherine Stewart when I found out that she had lost the Highlander role. That was something that I just dug up out of an old YouTube interview that i ran across you know what i mean i didn't see any of that on on there's so there's stuff that's floating around out there too that's just it's so interesting because i remember when i told you about it, it's like i have to know what happened here and if you all listening want to know it's on the episode yes. <laughs> where we originally interviewed Catherine mary stewart you can uh just go back to the original Catherine mary stewart interview and pick up on the good things we talked about like the apple mm-hmm. uh-huh kayla brady Caleb Brady. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The last Starfighter that I always work into every episode if I can. Starfighter. You notice I slid that in there for sure. Oh, yeah. We had to. You know, I mean. And she's still working. She just had another. She just had a movie drop Um, last year, was it? Or did it, Yeah. It was the end of last year. It just in, in, in the last year. I think it's Hallmark or. Uh, yeah. Or um, the other one. What's the other one? Hallmark. Yeah. Just Lifetime. Something like one that. The, yeah. Hallmark. One the, I think, one one lifetime. This is one of the two. She has a lot of actually a few movies on there. Um, mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson loved his performance so much in this film. At one point, he was watching the film once a week at his house. That's crazy. It's like, that's like, I love our performance so much, Travis, that uh, I listen to our podcast at least two or three times a week. <laughs> at least two or three times a week. I mean, it, uh, it's so funny too because you hear other people say, I don't watch my work. I don't listen to my songs. I don't watch my movie, my own movies. I listen. To, I listen to our course, the podcast we did together. I listen course, to all of our all of the. I mean, in in my case, in my case, it's because I'm editing. But uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, I, I have been known to take a listen or two to see how some things turned out with the final edit. You know, when I'm uh, bored and got nothing else to do, and I, uh, I like listen to it, the- uh, Travis and I say, "Man, is that really how I sound?" Oh. <laughs> 
God. Yeah, we all do that. We all do that. It's a good thing I don't watch the YouTube video. I'll be hitting the screen with something. Man, do I really look that way? <laughs> baseball man. Is that a glare off my head? What uh, light? Like, what lighting was that? Right. I like how Michael Keaton said that his his background in comedy, uh, it, like it was his idea when him and Vicky were in at the table, and it was like you could have set forty seven people there. You know, <laughs> yeah. it was just so long, and he's like looking around. It's it's kind of an awkward moment. He said. I don't think I've ever been in this room before. And then they end up like eating in front of the fireplace and all. Yeah. Or no, they ended up going down. Didn't they get, didn't they eat with Alfred or they went, I, they went to the kitchen. I think they went like. to the kitchen. But the funny thing is, is she was like, she had to put her, her hands over her mouth. Like she's yelling someone going, can you please pass the salt? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. That was crazy. Uh, now there were, uh, speaking of names of people who were considered for roles. Uh, Harvey Dent, mm -hmm. Don Johnson, Dale Midkiff, and William Peterson were considered for Harvey Dent. Billy Dee Williams took the role with the expectation that he'd be brought back to play Two-Face and reportedly had a contract clause added reserving the role for him. During casting for Batman Forever, Warner Brothers decided they preferred Tommy Lee Jones and bought out Williams' contract. Williams, see, Williams voiced the character in the Lego Batman movie. Well, see, Did you know that? You I said you'd like, that. you'd like to see him play the character, so there's your chance. Go yeah. to the Lego Batman movie and listen to the voice of Two-Face, right. and that's Billy D. Well, see, the thing, too, and this, this is something we'll come back around on when we do Batman Forever, is the thing that I didn't like about that movie in particular, it, it had nothing to do with the casting. It was the fact that they made Two-Face and Riddler too much like each other. Like, Two-Face shouldn't have been the comical maniacal maniac that he was because Two-Face was never like that. I think Billy D would have been awesome because Billy D was so smooth and Don Johnson might have been okay. I don't know how, how much I would have liked him as Two-Face, but I would have been interested to see Billy D as Two-Face because you know what I mean? Because I don't know yeah. that I can recall seeing him bust loose or something, you know? Right. Do you know? Now, okay, 1989. So... I don't know um, if you know, if you off the top of your head, think of any of the big blockbusters from 89. Mm -hmm. But what was the highest grossing movie of 1989? Oh, that's yeah. Indiana Jones. Oh, so you already know then. I know that. I know that much, at least. Yeah, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade was the highest grossing movie. Batman came second. Oh, heck yeah. See, I didn't know that. But I knew Indiana Jones was the highest one. Yeah. yeah and I had forgotten it was 89 when it came out. But, uh, I mean, this movie leading up to, I mean, I, I can't wait to get to the second one. Right. Because this is what we're going to do, everybody, just so you know. We, we're touching on Batman, the first one today. We're going to do this as a series like we're doing Lord of the Rings. So we'll come back eventually and we'll have Batman Returns for another episode. Um, we had, um, oh, my gosh, hang on one second here. Well, while you're looking it up, too, I also think it's funny. Uh, Tim Burton is recorded saying, I liked parts of it, but the movie, the whole movie is mainly boring to me. It's okay, but it's more of a cultural phenomenon than a great movie. Like, he didn't... Like, like he didn't what? like his own like, work or come something? Come on, bro. Like, this is the best Batman movie. So, <laughs> I, 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 I kind of look forward to the second one because a uh, former guest on the show here, Travis McKenna, played in the second Batman, the Batman Returns movie. Oh, yeah. So that's going to be fun uh, when it comes out. I'm going to tag him on it and I'm going to ask him if he's got anything he'd like to, and, and you know, any, any comments on it he like, might want to send in to us or something. 
that would be uh, we can we can include in the show. But you know, he did. Uh, he he played one of the clowns, the the big clown. Yeah, uh, I think the See, Joker that's a moment we didn't talk about either. And, and I, I and I had mentioned this to Chris beforehand. Um, with it coming out in eight eighty nine, you know, I, I'm an eighties baby. I was born in nineteen eighty. So, you know, here I am, 19 years old, watching this, and looking back on it, watching it grown, or even as a teenager, because I've watched it throughout my life, uh, it's funny to me how many jokes I didn't get as a child. Like, look, and it's not just this. It's like a lot of things. But, like, when he said, this town needs an enema, I can clearly remember looking at my dad saying, what's an enema? He's like, that's that thing they put in your butt at the hospital to make you go poo. And I was like, okay, exactly what that is. I have meningitis. I don't know what that is, <laughs> but yeah, it and it, like the moment when he pulled out, we dude, you know how many times we've done that? Like growing up as kids playing make believe, when he pulled that pistol out of his out of his pants, and it was like it was like an elephant gun. Oh my gosh! I mean, and, and he shot the, the bat wing down. Yeah, three foot like, long barrel on so it. So many times we've done that, like with a stick or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Then he has that same gun he's got on Vicky Vales. He's taking her up to the top where the the, the bell is in that tower. And he reaches and up and he just closes it down like it's a, a telescopic barrel. Pushes oh, it back yeah. Down I was thinking of the other one that, that said gun. bang. What's, no, I, th- I think it was the same gun, though. Or he yeah. put it away and pulled another one out. But it, it looked like he said, when I think of not going on with you or being without you, I just can't. I can't take it. I want to end it all. He goes pop, and it's just she screams, and it comes out just says bang on it. He starts laughing, throws it down. You know what's a marvel to me, and and I know we hadn't got to talking about Michael Keaton, but we got a whole other movie to gush over Michael Keaton on. But um, just thinking about the movie right while we're sitting here talking, one of the most amazing things to me was what kind of makeup did they use? This was just a piece of the special effects when. Remember, he looked normal, but when he went to wash his face off, it went back to the... So the way that they made it was the chemicals had altered his skin to where, you know, the smile and the white, that wasn't paint. That was supposed to be his skin. So he was washing off people makeup to reveal the white back underneath. Yeah. Do you remember that moment? Yeah. Uh-huh. It was like, how did they... Like, what? That was crazy. Hey, movie movie magic. That was man. some good movie magic back then. Because, I mean, like, what kind of paint did they use that didn't scrub off with the the base, I guess, you know? <laughs> I'm reading here at around the hour 25-minute mark, Jack Nicholson revealed in an interview that the strange dance the Joker does when he exits Vicky Vale's apartment, when he mm-hmm. raises his arms, makes yeah. a farting noise, and runs off. <laughs> was something was something called the bird dance, which he improvised during the take. He took it from a friend, Clegg Hoyt. You were talking about improv- improvisation a while ago that he does. Right. There's you a perfect prime example of it right there. Heck yeah. Now, this is something that some of our friends would uh and would 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 you know definitely appreciate. Uh since we have a couple of, of uh, buddies here between us that are car guys. The Batmobile was built on the chassis of a Chevy Impala. Yep. And incorporated the engine of an Impala, the tail lights of a Ferrari, the fuel caps of a London bus, and jet engine parts from a Harrier jump jet. You... The sliding the sliding cockpit was also inspired by that of a Harrier with the slim windows of a of a gun emplacement. This is art director Terry Ackland Snow added the headlights of a Honda Civic to the vehicle after noticing them on his wife's car. 
Talk about a uh, monster mash of a car there, man. No, it's like, it That's Johnny Cash is not team 51, 52, 53, 53. Oh my gosh, I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. Thank you. Oh, I, I hope there's so, a lot of people to get that reference out there. I know. So to gush over over Keaton a little bit more, um, he was in a real cool movie that I find a lot of people haven't seen. It's called The Dream Team, and it came out the exact same year as Batman. Yeah. Came out in 1989. Yeah, Christopher and, Lloyd in it with him, and um, yes, yes, at Christopher Lloyd, uh, Peter Boyle, and and they were people from an insane uh, asylum. Stephen first, yeah. So, so they they're taking them to a ball game. Uh, they're they're in the insane asylum, and they're taking them. Is it a Yankees game? I think it's a, it's the Yankees or the Mets, one of the two. Yeah, I, I think that's actually part of the story. They're arguing over. I think one of like they're they're fans of of both. But um, anyway, something happens to their chaperone, if you will, and uh, they all of a sudden they just go on a tirade across the whole daggum. <laughs> like they're just driving the bus around all over the place. It's so good. Oh yeah, it was a funny movie for all sure. Now, I, I, but look, Michael movies. Keaton had a great, some great movies before Gung Ho, uh, Mr. Yeah. What was he, like Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom was a crazy, crazy I mean, good one. Of course, you had Beetle. Yeah, Beetle Guys in 1988. Everybody which we've been knows. waiting on a sequel to since. Yeah, everybody knows him the most from there. I think if it's not Batman, it's Beetlejuice. One of the yeah, two. if it ain't Batman, it's Beetlejuice. He it was in also. There's another good movie. Um, a lot of people dog on this one, but I thought it was good. Uh, Multiplicity. Yes, I, I enjoyed Multiplicity. I had forgotten about that. It's been a while from that one. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. good. There was another another movie he did. Oh gosh, uh, was he? Was he a firefighter in a movie? Well, uh, he was. He was. Uh, he was in One Good Cop, which is a really good movie. We were yes. Russo. No, that was good. I, for some reason, I'm picturing him in some kind of a movie. I don't know if he was uh, like a firefighter that got killed or something. And his son years later can talk to him via. Uh, is that was that my life? No, I might be thinking of a. That might be somebody else. Other yeah, than it him. sounds like you're thinking of the. That sounds almost like frequency. With frequency. Yeah, that was. Um, ah, that was a Quaid. That was uh Dennis. Quaid. Oh, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. You're right. Okay, my bad. Yeah. My bad. Just, um, that's also a really, really crazy good movie. He was a baseball player. Yes. Yes, it was so good. Um, my life is the one. No. Oh my God. I just got cold chills. Look, if y'all can see it, I just got cold chills. My life is the one where he had cancer. And he starts making videos. He's terminally ill. It, maybe it's not cancer. I don't remember. It's him and Nicole Kidman. And uh, they find out he's only got so long to live. Well, then she gets pregnant and he starts making video for his kid. He's like showing him how to shave and all this. And But he ends up living longer than what they gave him to live. And uh, oh, oh, it'll punch you in the chest, man. It grabs your heart and squeezes it. Because like he's waking, the, you see him making these videos for his son. But then he, he ends up living longer than what he was supposed to. So he gets to be with his son and he actually grows old. And you go from him making these videos and they're kind of funny at the time. You know, I'm teaching his son how to shave to him being old and his son actually shaving him. It's just like, it's so, dude, that's an emo movie. Boy, you got to for some have some popcorn and some doggone. That's a good one. That's a hey, really good one. Popcorn and some tissues, you're saying? Yeah, man. What, yeah. what is it? Uh, well, I Hank Hill said, oh, Uncle Hank, you know they make cookie uh, ice cream with the cookie dough already in it. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> sister, get me my keys. 
I told somebody, I told somebody just the other day, I know you're going to understand this when I say this. I said, do you know how to tell when you're getting older? And they said, no, how? I said, because you get emotional and teary eyed when you're watching the end of the return of the King and Aragorn <laughs> is telling people the Aragorn is telling the hobbits. No, my friends, you bow to no one. And everybody starts bowing to the right. hobbits. And you know, like man, I'm he sitting here, really sing like that too. And he's like, mm, man. It's like no idea. But I'm sitting here pushing 50 years old. I'll be 50 in May. And I sit here, and every time I watch that movie at the end of it, it gets me every single time. I'm like, why? Oh, dude, why am I tearing up over this? There's a lot of them to get me. I was about to mention one that really tears me up because of my past too. But I. I was going before I do that though. I forgot about Desperate Measures. Remember where he played the psycho bad guy? Yes. Desperate Measures was great, but he was in a movie with um oh one of my OG loves from the eighties, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, and um it's well, called the Story be, of Us. That'd be two movies in because he did Batman Two or Batman Forever or Batman Returns with her too. Last Rock because she was the best Catwoman too. I don't care. Uh huh. But uh yeah, the Story of Us. It's about them no you know what that wasn't him that wasn't him that wasn't, oh, him. It wasn't it was it was not it was uh it was bruce willis it wasn't michael keaton that's my fault that was bruce willis and her okay but travis is now movie. fired travis is now fired from all research times he can't he has got I'm not researching I'm just, going off, I'm just going off the top of my head for that one travis is fired from going off the top of his head from this point <laughs> forward no more. Did you know? Let um, me get one or two more of these out here. Then we're gonna go ahead and wrap up since we're pushing close to an hour. We're gonna give people a break since we went long the last two times. Right. <laughs> uh, Kim Basinger, the original choice to play Vicky Vale, but her agents wouldn't let producer John Peters meet with her unless he made her an offer, and then she ended up being busy. So Sean Young was cast instead. But when Young broke her collarbone while practicing horseback riding for a scene set on the grounds of Wayne Manor and had to drop out of the movie, Basinger received an emergency call one week before the commencement of filming and accepted the part. Huh. We almost didn't have Kim Basinger as Vicky Vale. Sean Young. I can't see Sean Young playing. It wouldn't have been the same. Yeah. Uh-uh. When I think of Sean Young back in that time, uh, I think of that movie with Kevin Costner. Um she had short hair, short brown hair. She was in a branch of military. It may have been, may have been Navy. Uh, that wasn't this, all gone. That wasn't the postman, was it? No, <laughs> no, I can't think of the name of the movie. I'm not even going to try to say the name of the movie because I can't come up with it. But I remember seeing um, just, you know, at this one point, I remember him and her getting out of a limo with somebody else. And I it's just, I watched it once. And that was it. It's not it wasn't exactly my kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, let's shoot. You know, not now I have to know. So, of course, you know, Keaton was also Keaton. Keaton revised. Uh, I just thought of this. Keaton revised the Vulture, Adrian Toomes in Morbius. He was in Morbius for a minute. Yeah, at the very end of it, where he gets the when uh, I guess what he's at is he at a prison at this point. Yeah, yeah. I and, mean, he up like in, and he meets up with Morbius, and they talk about going after Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, so, and then you just get done watching Morbius being like world. a hero. And then and then they're in the same, I guess, I guess you'd say, cinematic universe as Venom. So, 
that would be that might be a lot of fun right there because Morbius is Morbius is kind of an anti-hero. Right. You know what I mean? He 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 flops back and forth in the comics between good and bad. So that's that might be a that might be a cool prospect. Well, but if they go with uh there there's a group of people, it's uh not just it's it, it's Morbius, Vulture, and a couple others, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, who, okay. Before we go, I know we got to go real quick, real soon. But check this out. All right. So if they're using the new Flash movie to re, which we are all convinced that they are using this to re, basically reset the DC EU. I think they're right. calling it. Okay. Is is Keaton Batman now? Like, is he is he now Batman? Are they going to merge the? You know what I'm saying? Okay, because they okay. Kara L, and they're not using Henry Cavill to come back as Superman, so Kara L is going to be Supergirl. Here's a good question for you on what you're saying, though. Michael mm-hmm. Keaton is also older as Batman in this in this in this movie. Okay, will they go the route of replacing him with the new Batman since he's older and can't do the role as much anymore and to continue the to continue the story of Batman down the road? Maybe. You know what I want? I want Nightwing. I, you know, that would be a fun movie to watch. Don't hear what anybody says. Oh, and by the way, I, I do this all the time. No Way Out was the movie with Sean Young a while ago, by the way, that I okay. could not think of. Um, this may be... So, I could live with it I'll, if they if they do it with Damien. I, I don't want Dick Grayson. I don't want another Dick Grayson. And I don't want the dude that Joker beat with the crowbar. I I would have to have it. I can't even remember his name. Um, I would want it to be Damian Wayne. So, you know, he's the son of Talia Ghoul and Bruce. Right. So if they were to pull that off, I'd, I'd have to have it be Damian. But he didn't play Batman. Batman, though. He played Robin, right? No, he was Robin, but he, there's, he has, he took up the mantle as Robin now because he's a kid, but he has posed as Batman or tried to pose as Batman in Batman's absence before. And then uh, actually Dick came back in and did that. Uh, he donned the costume for a little while. I forgot what, man, I forgot which story that was, but he came back and was Batman while Batman was missing. So him and Damien were looking for Batman, but even though Damien is Robin, I would want to see him pick up the mantle as Batman. Like what if we're going to continue Batman, you know what I'm saying? What was the name of the guy? No, not the, I mean, what was the name of the character that took over as the new Batman, though, when Batman was too old to carry on? It was Terry something, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Peter Todd was the second Robin. Because the second Batman no, was blonde. It, wasn't, wasn't it, was, it wasn't Peter Todd. It was uh, Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Jason, Jason Todd, Todd went on to play the what the what Jason Peter the Red Todd. Mask. I think it was the Red Mask. But oh yeah, yeah. well in Titans, yeah. But Jason Which Todd Titans follows Titans follows the comic book too. I mean they all follow. Yeah. Obviously. But anyway, all right. Well, I mean, Batman the movie, great movie. I loved it. I mean, it's one of those things that now that I've watched it, I I went and bought the. Uh, the set of uh, the older ones from the eighties and into the nineties. So I'll be watching them more and more now that I have them, right. but I, I really I enjoyed at, it. 
Dick became uh, Batman when they thought Batman was dead and Damien was his Robin. But I remember what you're talking about is a blind guy that took over. That was in the comics. Oh, I don't. I didn't get too much into the comics at that point, though, so I don't know. I don't, know. I don't remember. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. What? But before we go, of the four movies back then, Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, which one was your favorite of the four? By default, it has to be the first one. But honest to God, I absolutely love Batman Returns. Um, Catwoman, the Catwoman dynamic, um, and Danny DeVito was absolutely disgusting and appalling as the Penguin, and I love the way he did that. Um, but yeah, I got to say, by default, it's got to be the first one because that's the birthplace. So now, which one was the first one Robin was introduced? Batman Forever? Yes, that was Chris okay. O'Donnell. So I'm going to go with Batman Forever because uh, when I was younger growing up, being a huge fan of the Super Friends mm-hmm. and, of course, loving Scooby-Doo and having Batman and Robin on there. To me, in like the old TV series, it was always Batman and Robin, Batman and Robin, not just Batman, but Batman right. and Robin. So when they finally brought Robin into the mix, to me, that was cool. And then you eventually, I think it was the next movie, they brought in Alicia Silverstone to play Batgirl. Yeah. And I, I, I like, I love all of them, to be honest. It's, it's hard for you to make a, a comic book movie that I'm not going to love because I'm so forgiving with it, especially knowing being a comic book nerd that grew up on comic books, mm-hmm. they can be silly. It can be anything. It just depends on who's writing the story to, that, that week. You know what I mean? So they, right. these can be anything that the directors want them to be. We, we need to love and appreciate it as fans. But I thought that the dynamic between Val Kilmer and uh, Chris O'Donnell was better than Clooney and Chris O'Donnell. I, I come out yes. and say it, I think Clooney was the worst Batman, for sure. Yes. Uh, Val Kilmer has at least the appearance and the feel of somebody who is that awkward millionaire kind he, of guy. The he kind of just the, the, the kind that would go out like Ben Affleck does in the later movies and just buys the bank that has the you know the foreclosure yeah. on Superman. How'd you get the farm back? I bought the bank. I bought the bank. It's a <laughs> reflex. You know? The other thing too though was that Val was able Val is able to all, all of the actors that they've had play Batman so far can do so much with their eyes, and Clooney can't to me. When when yeah. you hire George Clooney, you're getting George Clooney. But with Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, even Christian, even the deaf Batman, Christian Braille. <laughs> and, oh, my God, him as Gore, that is the best performance he has ever. Oh, dude. Okay, hold on, hold on. Is, 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 he the, is he the deaf Batman or the blind Batman? You told me he was the blind Batman. He's the blind Batman. You just said the deaf. He's deaf and blind. Deaf is dumb and blind. Christian Braille. Remember, he couldn't even see the guy. That's where he had the tirade. He was on the set of Batman when he cussed the key grip out. Don't walk in front of my line of sight. (laughs) (laughs) Back to what I was saying, though, all of them, Ben Affleck included, they can convey so much emotion through their eyes alone. Mm -hmm. Like we were talking about uh, last week, um, the way that, um, oh, dude, punch me in the face. Uh, Don't tempt me. When we had Mary Catherine and... And 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 Lance. come on, Lance. Thank you, golly bum. So the way we were talking about Lance does with his facial expressions, right? So the way that Val, the dynamic between Batman and Robin, him taking him in and trying to curb his anger and his wish for revenge, the dyna- the whole dynamic to that story was a lot better. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna go ahead and start wrapping things up. 
everybody, if you want to catch the show, you know where to catch us at on the podcast areas. We are on iTunes. We are on Spotify. Those are our two major areas that we cover right there that we're listened on. But you can catch us on Stitcher. You can catch us on Podbean. You can get us on iHeartRadio, Google Music, Amazon Music, or whatever it's called there. Uh, We are hosted currently on anchor.fm slash retro life for you. If you go there, you can participate in any questions or polls that are on there, as well as help support the podcast and everything. Uh, Best thing you can do if you want to help support us, though, is like I've said time and time again, share us with your friends and family and make sure you give us a follow as well as a review and a rating if you're listening on iTunes. Uh, Spotify allows you to give us a star rating too. So if you're listening there, please think about giving us a rating as well. And it does help us get in front of the people out there and seen and recognize and helps put us up the ladder a little bit. So we uh, hope you enjoyed the show. We got a good one coming for you next week. We are going to be following up. Oh, no, actually, I take that back. Uh, That will actually be out last week. By this time, I'm ahead of myself right now. I'm not used to being ahead, everybody. I'm not Um, used to it. I'm so not used to it. So uh, I'm not telling you what comes after this now just because he laughed and because, right. I, know, and because I don't know. So thanks for listening, Travis. I'm I glad you were able to be on here. Yeah, but um, real, quick, real quick, I, I just got I got two questions for you and everybody. Uh-huh. Why, why does Batman wear only dark colors? Uh, why? That's oh, easy, man. It's because he don't want to get shot. Okay, so why does Robin only wear bright colors? Why? That's another easy one, man, because Batman don't want to get shot. (laughs) (laughs) Later, everybody.